podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, welcome to Wild Men Say, the Hull City podcast. And joining us this week, we have a guest. All right, how are you doing, Alex? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, how are you, John? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, um, so wasn't the best title of man, was it, for the last episode? Because it sort of came to fruition. So it was like the case of the podcaster. Um, called the last episode Barton's Banana Skin with a question back. So uh, I need to make sure I name the episodes a bit better on this one. Yeah. Um, we've we've got a guest today, Alex. Uh, do you want to uh, tell us all about him and introduce him for us? Yeah, sounds good. So tonight we're joined by one of our best friends, Scott, who's um, a long-term Hull City fan like us. Um, many many memories shared. Uh, remember going to Wembley together, particularly. But yeah, um, why don't we? Um, should we let Scott do the talking, and I'll. Um, I'll ask him a few questions and then go from there. Yeah, indeed. Now then, Scott, how are you doing? Hello, oh, lads. Yeah, yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. So, Scott, why don't you? I've got a few like Hull City questions for you, but before we do that, do you want to um, just sort of tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Well, I've been on Hull City. How long have been going to City since I was about eight years old, I think. So I've had a season pass since then for over 20 years. And um, yeah, I think what was in Division 3 when I started going. So obviously been to all the uh, Wembley finals and what have you, all the ups and downs and that. Yeah, yeah. pretty loyal back then. to where it was. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen us from, you know, Division 3 to Premier League to now back to League, League 1. It's a bit disappointing, isn't it? But hopefully it'll be, uh, it'll get better. Yeah, with 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 the Tigers through all the ups and all the ups and all the downs. Yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah. Right, so um, I, I've got. I'm going to ask you the same questions that I asked John on episode one. Um, so, uh, first question, Scott, could you tell us your earliest Hull City moment or memory? Um. Earliest City moment on um, that's a tough one because it's going. I'm going back years, but I, I, the first sort of memories I used to have was when oh, one second um, when we had you know when we had like uh, Johnny uh, sort of Gary Brabin that sort of that sort of era. Yeah, when you were very young. Yeah, one second, man. Yeah, that's that's the. Um, but if I had to a uh, specific game or something, do you remember when uh, Stuart Green was? It, was we playing when Stuart Green scored? Uh, did he did he score two or one? It was outside the area. We end up winning three two. Was that Leicester? The, no, was it Leicester? Was it was it Leicester in that in that um, in? Could have been in Leicester, league. mate. But I think I, I'm sure it was someone it, when we was in like sort of was it was we in League One? League One, I think. We won the game three two. I can't remember what game it was though. Yeah, we'll have to have a look into it, and then um, we'll yeah. we'll mention it next episode. 
So shall we yeah. move on to next question? So um, my next question, I've, I've sort of, it's difficult to pinpoint one. So I've said, could you re- tell us your favourite Hull City goal or goals? And just like off the top of your head. Um, my favourite Hull City goal. Uh, I think my favourite one would, I would have to go, um, again, I'm trying to think of the year. I'm pro- you're probably talking, um, do you remember when we beat uh, Sheffield away? And um, we, I'm sure they, we won 4-2 and Nick Barnby's got that volley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, I reckon that was probably my favourite goal, just because obviously I love probably Nick Barnby, probably my favourite favorite City player, so. I'll go with that. And obviously, you've got the Dean. Obviously, yeah, a memorable one. Yeah. But, uh, Dean at Wimbledon. Yeah. Yeah, good choices, mate. Good choices. Yeah. Um, here's a good one. Favourite Hull City manager? Uh, Favourite Hull City manager? Uh, I would have to go with just because um, I think that's the I think that's the best times we've had as a, um, you know, as a city fan. I think they're the times I enjoyed most. Yeah, you're probably right, mate. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one, favorite Hull City player. Favorite Hull City player. Uh, yeah, I go for I go for Nick Bamby. Yeah, local lad, local hero. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Nick Bamby. Yeah. And here's here's a different one. So, best player that you've seen play against us. Uh, best against us, um, or best performance. I think. I think, I, I think I'd probably have to go Wayne Rooney. I think. Yeah. Me, me, and yeah, both yeah. went for the same there. So. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely destroyed us, didn't he? That game when yeah. he came to Casey. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it must, player, must have been very good if all three of us made the same call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. I think I think he was he was world class at his point when, at that point where he played as he was he was at he was at that point where he was unplayable really, wasn't he? So yeah, yeah, definitely. Great, Scott. Thank you very much. Hope, hope the listeners are, are sort of know you a bit more now, and yeah, maybe hope to have you on again in the future. But yeah, let's um, yeah, yeah, let's definitely. crack on, John. What what's next? Yeah, nice. So, yeah, and um, thank you as well. You said about the, the listeners getting to know Scott. We're, we're gaining the listeners and the following as we go each episode. So thanks to those who are jumping on and, and, and carrying on following us and retweeting us and all of these sorts of things. We'll talk about the um, the Twitter following and, and a bit of a catch-up with Alex later on. But we're going to review, first of all, um, the game from last Friday. So 4-1 defeat at the hands of Fleetwood Town on Sky. Uh, as well, we never seem to do well on Sky, do we? But um, uh, a George Honeyman goal was merely a consolation there. Um, Alex, first of all, what was your take on the game? Yeah, um, really tough to take that um, after we've been on such a high. But uh, I just like he polarizes opinion, but I just I want to talk about Joey Barton um, because. He's one of these, you, you either get the very good with him or the very bad. Like, there's no in-between, is there? Uh, and I thought he prepared his Fleetwood team excellently. And uh, 
he's a bit he's like a pure footballing man in terms of the way he likes to play. And I thought they sort of passed us off the park. Um but mainly I think they wanted it more did um the Fleetwood players. They just they seemed to get to every second ball, they was winning every tackle, they was pressing us hard and they seemed to find space everywhere. So you know, we could talk about City and you know how bad they were, but I think I'm going to say like credit to Fleetwood. I think they they were really up for the game, um, but also, uh, yeah, just Joey Barton again. I think he fancied it. You know, I think he thought, oh, Sky cameras, all have on been on a bit of a run. Let's let's have it. Um, I thought the result might have been a bit different if we'd have played Fleetwood earlier in the season. Um, but I think we played the four four games beforehand in the league, and we've been tested. But the I think Fleetwood were a step above them in terms of opposition. So I think I think we thought right league one we've had won four out of four. We're going to walk this league, and I, I don't think we was at our best. But yeah, um, credit goes to Fleetwood for me. Yeah, um, what was your take on it, Scott? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably say similar to worry about it's. It, it was one. It was a, obviously a shocking result, but it was maybe one that was needed just to bring us back down to earth a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Because um, you know, my, real, I, th- I think we were just so complacent, and uh, it, it's, it was a real shame. I thought in in the fact that we're not sort of. I know we're not really playing, but we'd not conceded a goal, have we? And I thought our, our defensive shape was looking a lot better. And then it just all—it was all like back to how it was last season in that game, and uh, yeah, we was all over the place at the back. But really disappointing as well in the—I uh, just don't, don't think the midfield worked. They just ran straight through our midfield. It, you know, I think we needed that. Um, we had obviously had uh, Richie Smallwood, who was who to me looks quite a good sign. If not the, you know, he's not looked like the best of players, but sort of in the Ashby role, I think he really uh, protects the defence. Done it well, so. I think we missed him. I think we could have done with him that game. And uh, yeah, obviously disappointing. But like like Woody said, I think it was just a bit of complacency there. Yeah, yeah, uh, completely agree with both of you. And, and McCann actually said that in his post-match interview as well. It was a bit of a humbling result for the players to bring them back down to earth. So maybe you're right, it was needed. And um, the stats of the game looked fairly even, to be fair. Uh, maybe around 100 or so more passes in Fleetwood's favour. And um, their player Saunders, was it, who scored yeah, two goals? Yeah, he's, he's really, he struggled to do with his pace, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we really did struggle there. And um, when you when you sort of look at Device and Burke, and you obviously say at one point last season they were one of the strongest pairings in the championship, and then obviously yet to concede a goal in League One, it might have been something that was maybe needed for those two as well. Um, and uh, obviously the, the tweet that Hull City put out last week about uh, clean sheet Ingram. Didn't age very well, did it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe one of those results that the whole club needed really, yeah, yeah. and brought us back down to earth. Yeah, just um, uh, just, nothing, nothing just a final word from me, if that's all right, John. Um, yeah, couple of, couple of points. I, I think um, it may have been a bit different if 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 we'd have had Eves or McGuinness playing. I think um, I think the Fleetwood defence found it quite easy to mark Wilkes out of the game. Um, I yeah. think he showed that. He's um quite he's he's a bit raw up the number nine role. Um I thought Eve's or McGuinness's experience might have helped there just just to be able to hold it up a bit more. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I forgot. I was going to say something else, but I forget. Yeah, um, I just uh, Glenn Whelan for um, for for Fleetwood. He just he showed his years of experience. I think um, compared to the the sort of younger Doherty and Batty. Um, I think Scott, you mentioned Smallwood. I think he he did played a similar role to Whelan, where he was just mopping up everything, like mopping up all the through balls, and he sort of he was very key for Fleetwood. So, yeah, it's a tough one yeah. to say. Anytime um, you're right as well. Any anytime we did try and build a little bit of momentum or, or get on them a little bit, Whelan would get himself sort of fouled uh, very cleverly and sort of slow the game down again, and you know bring everyone back in, regroup the. Fleetwood team, so you're absolutely right. He was sort of Barton's guy on the pitch to sort of uh, keep the plays regulated, yeah. and, and they, did, That's what... they did a job on us really. It was a great scalp for Fleetwood, even though they were a playoff side last season. It was one of those where they they're looking to kick on and beat these teams and around them. So yeah, yeah fair play. I just wanted to say as well. That's what I was going to say. It's a real test for McCann now because that that second half performance, typically, uh, especially sorry, was. A lot more like last season, where we conceded one, and then suddenly we've conceded two, three, four, and like in the midst of a game, the players like they drop their heads and they stop doing the things that they were doing right. So it'd be interesting to see if the players can bounce back. Uh, one of our ex-managers, Ian Dowie, coined the term "bounce back ability." I'll be looking to see if if we can bounce back from that, but also um, it'd be nice to see if we can bounce back in the middle of a game sometimes rather than waiting for the next game because like last season one one loss seemed to turn into two three four you know in the midst of four games so yeah McCann's really got a test on his hands now but yeah once you go sort of two one down you're right you can't see us sort of going right let's try and bring it back and, and come back in the game just because that side's really not developed that in them yet Um they were sort of flat track bullies really in the first couple of games so it's all about maybe trying to Impose ourselves when the, the backs are against the yeah, wall. Definitely, I but think, yeah, I I just, wanna, um, just for a bit of a sort of to sort of uh, balance the things. If someone offered us at the start of the season four wins from five, I'd have, you know I'd bit the hand off. So I saw yeah, a lot of fans yeah. like, oh, you know, McCann out this, that, and the other. I thought, well, hey, wait on a minute. You know, four wins from five is promotion form. So let's not be so fickle. Do you know what I mean? Let's just be grounded, see what that's happens the next unfortunate. game. Definitely, unfortunately, that's gonna, that's, unfortunately, that's going to happen. That That's going to happen for a long time until we get a very good run going because he's still not fancied, is he, by the fans? So yeah. I think that's um, yeah, everything he does, even even if he won the next three games and he loses one, it's gonna, <laughs> they're, that, they're, they're going to be out. They, they're still going to be out. <laughs> Then they can out the gate. They're gonna, isn't it? It's how it's gonna be until yeah. he gets us promoted. Really. Yeah, and even then, so, yeah, and then um, still be like, oh well, you know, championship, he might struggle. Yeah, he's a League One manager. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Um, Benzie was a bit like that, and I, I quite, I come to Benzie's defense quite a lot um, with certain things, but he sort of tried to dig that out of McCann a little bit after the game, and he sort of said, no, was it a bit like last season? And you know what, what's going to happen now? And they kind of refused to answer the question, didn't they? And said, "Right, we're, we're going to look at it tomorrow, and and talk about it to the players, and then it's going to, we're going to put it to bed, and we're going to focus on the next game." So hopefully he does that, and we get yeah. a good result. Yeah. yeah. Right then, so um, Alex, what would you like to do first? Preview the next two games, or the whole city well, alphabet? I've got, 
I've got loads to do with the Hills Tulsa alphabet. Um, so I wonder mm. if we just yeah. do a quick preview of the next games and then finish on the alphabet because I've, I've I've got I've, I've got I yeah, haven't done any sure myself. I've, I've picked up that many from the Twitter followers that I've just gone with them. So yeah, nice. Okay, great stuff. Right. Well, the the next two games then. So we'll look at the first one and we'll we'll sort of start off with, with Scott this time. Uh, we're against Rochdale away from home and uh, we're playing against Paul McShane, I believe. Uh, in uh, Rochdale so Scott uh, what are your thoughts on the Rochdale game what do you think is going to happen um, well obviously I'd, I'd I'd fancy us to uh, I'd fancy us to win that uh, pretty pretty comfortably really I'm not really too uh, clued up on how Rochdale did uh, last season do we know what they came, where they came last season I don't think they did they want they want in the top half was it no, to be fair, I don't know too much on, on Rochdale either, uh, to be I, fair. I, played, I, I think I saw something on Facebook the other day that we played like five years ago, didn't we? We won 1-0. But um, yeah, I'd fancy... I'd, I think... I don't know if Smallwood's back or not, but he'd go straight back in for me. And if not, we, this is what I was going to say on the um, on the Fleetwood game. I think I think Alfie Jones should, should be... Uh, I think I'd put him in midfield if Smallwood's not fit because... You know that that uh, batty in front of the back four doesn't work. He's not really a defensive midfielder, so uh, I'd like to see us a bit more. You know, go back to how he was the first few games. But I'd, I'd be expecting a comfortable win there, really. And like what he said, with maybe we need to maybe we need to uh, go with go with a big man up front. I'm not I'm not McGuinness's biggest fan. I don't I don't I don't rate him at all, to be fair. But you know, in this league, sometimes might you might need that big man just because you know, like 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 you say, Wilkes. Might be a bit raw, get bullied a bit. So I'm certain. I'm look, certain looking for. Yeah, you sort of. Yeah. I'm just I'm looking um, forward to um, Eve's getting back to uh, see how he does. To be fair, League, um, League One Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I just had a quick look while she was talking. They they finished a quite a early 16th last season. Yeah. And, um, Rochdale mm. have got um, well, they don't have him anymore. But last they've, last few seasons, they've had um, Ian Henderson, who's um, I've actually I've actually met him before. Um, he's like a top player for me. Um, he's he's gone to Salford, uh, so I think that's a big loss for them. So yeah, I'm, I'm expecting them to struggle mm. this season without him because he was their top scorer. Yeah, we were after that uh, Rathburn, weren't we, from from Rochdale? So it'll be interesting to see how he plays against us. Maybe a bit of a short window opportunity yeah. for him. Um, but you, you, you're right about Wilkes, Scott. Uh, I, I just you forget how young he is sometimes. Yeah. Um, you, you, do, you really do. You think he's been? He looks like a bit older. But he looks really. It looks really. looks really promising. Though, to be fair, I and I and, I, and to be fair, I, uh, I'd be hypocritical to say that because I have been calling for him to play that um, number nine role, sort of. Just because I didn't, just because I, 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 you're right. We missed McGuinness last game, but I, I some, sometimes I just feel like, do we need to have that option where you know the centre halves have an option just to lump it? Because he, let's be honest, he's not much of a football player, is he? Do you know what I mean? Who, he, yeah. Who's that McGuinness? Yeah. Uh, McGuin- McGuinness. Nah, yeah, McGuinness is. He's, got, um, he's, he's, he's you know, he's very, li- he's very limited. So that's why I would like to see, uh, like you say, I'd, love, I'd like to see Eve's, um, what did he score? Twenty goals or something? Didn't he in the last the last League One season he had? He scored twenty goals in the in the uh, league, I think. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, you were sort of that um, remnant of uh, a Craig Fagan. Like uh, you think he could he played in League One quite well for us, and he wasn't the biggest 
So it's all about maybe the style of play suiting him as well. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I'm um, in, my, in terms of my prediction, I'm going for a three-one away from home victory for us. Uh, I think I feel like we'll get a couple of goals, maybe a three-nil, and then they'll they'll maybe get one a bit later yeah. on. So um, hopefully it goes a little bit better than my prediction from uh, last week. But yeah, going for three-one. Unfortunately for McShane, not the best afternoon uh, playing back against Hull again. What are you going for, Alex? I'm probably going to go for a. A 1-0 win, um, mainly because I think McCann will be, he'll be sort of saying, lads, we cannot concede again. So I think we'll set up quite tight. Um, but I think, it dep- like depending on the opposition, like I said, I think, I think Wilkes can play that number nine role. And I think Rochdale, he, he, might, he might come, he might find a bit more joy. Um, like, like I said before, Fleetwood were, very astute in their defending and obviously watched a lot of videos on, on us. So whether Rochdale done the same, I don't know. But yeah, I think Wilkes um, might get a bit more joy, even if, even if, like you say, if, if he's or McGuinness, uh, both still unavailable. Um, so yeah, hopefully we might have a bit more joy. So yeah, 1-0 um, win, I think. It's an crappy Wilkes goal. Great stuff. Yeah. Okay. Right. And uh, just a quick one on what Scott said about Alfie Jones as well. Yeah, it'd be good to see him involved in because uh, he did play well for us when he when he has played. He's done all right. So it'd be good to see him in the team. Right. Wimbledon. So AFC Wimbledon at home. Um, I'll start us off this time. Uh, so home game. I'm expecting us to obviously we're back in in familiar familiar territory after a couple of games away from home. I feel like Wimbledon will try and set up very difficult to to be beaten at the KC, but I think there's going to be a big emphasis from McCann this season on this sort of new mentality that we have in the culture in the club of trying to make the cake on the fortress. So I do think it'll be a 2-0 victory. I feel like we'll just try and um, move the ball around really well, pass them off the park uh, and try and get ourselves ahead. It might even be a couple of scrappy goals, but I feel I feel like we'll, we'll sort of comfortably dominate the game and we'll, like Alex said, really just try and keep it tight at the back, especially being back at home. So, um, Alex, what what are you thinking yeah, about Wimbledon? Yeah, pretty much agree with what you say, mate. I think, like you say, it was was it Peter Taylor was the sort of first manager that I thought that we sort of had a big fortress at the KC. It seemed like we never got beat, and then we sort of ever since then we sort of carried it on, lost our way a bit. But yeah, I think very important that we make the KC a fortress um, and be very hard to beat. Um, so yeah, but I'm I'm predicting a a three nil win there, mainly because um, back at home, no pressure from the fans, uh, and I think I think our players can unlock the Wimbledon defence. So yeah, three nil win. Yeah. Okay, Scott. I'd go the same. We'll win that comfortably by, by a couple of goals. I think we should be. Please, um, as long as we get through Rochdale with no knocks and stuff like that, I think we should have to get like. Most of our players back, and I think Eve is back. Obviously, we'll have McGuinness back, and Smallwood should be back. So, hopefully, we'll have a fully fit squad. And yeah, I'd expect us, I'd expect us to win that comfortably, maybe two or three nil. Yeah. Very good. Okay, and just a quick shout out as well to um, Callum Jones. I'm hoping that maybe he gets a game in in one of the two games. He's just been away on uh, international duty for Wales in the youth setup. So hopefully, he can come back and gain a little bit from his experience and, and getting the team at some point over these yeah. next two games. So, Hull City Alphabet, Alex. 
we're on the letter E. Um, do you want to just give us a quick Twitter update on what's been what's been happening? Because yeah, been quite busy, hasn't um, it? So I just mentioned, I just wanted to mention a couple of uh, well, a bit of new, couple of bits of news really. So we've um, we've given three youth lads um, extensions on their deal. So we've we've seen quite a bit happening in the youth setup, which is obviously good because they're looking for the future. So Jake Leake, Harry Wood, and Henry Cumwender have all been ex- like, had their deals extended. Um, that Cumwender, um, Liverpool was after him apparently. He's he was from the Leeds Academy, um, um, but he, uh, he, yeah. I've, I've heard that he's had a couple of, of like sort of tough injuries, a couple of setbacks in his career. But he's looks like we're going to give him a chance. Uh, if Liverpool are after him, surely he must be decent. So uh, yeah. And the other bit of news, yeah, have, you, have you been reading about this um, like rescue package for the EFL? Both of you. This, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. yeah, well, we was obviously opposed to that and it's been rejected, um, yeah, which, is that, yeah. Good, yeah, which is good for me because it didn't sound like it was like legitimate. Uh, it sort of, it's, it sounded a bit crooked to me. Um, yeah, it was, but it was they, very crooked, wasn't it? Yeah. But they have announced that um, the EFL clubs are going to get a cash injection, so that that'll be a welcome boost. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, when you said a sort of about this rescue package, and I think it was Scott who sent the news to me uh, in a message, and I was reading it, I was just thinking about obviously Liverpool and Man United being big institutions in, in football, and and growing up, the, the kids that all had Liverpool shirts, Man United shirts, growing up mm. in sort of early noughties late 90s and I feel like that's the sort of they, they can't seem to get past that now and that other clubs are coming into the into the fold like your Chelsea's Man City's and, and the Premier League with the money it's got you've got things like you know Leicester winning the league and, and it becoming more competitive with Tottenham as well around that top six and Ian Holloway made a great point that Man United are 16 how can they consider themselves one of the big six they're not they're not they're not good enough um, you know, at this current moment in time, where they are in the league, so they, they, I feel like it is a bit of a a power surge of, of Man United and Liverpool. They want to restore that dictatorship over the Premier League, and it'll end up being a bit like La Liga, to be honest. And, and it may be even as bad as the Scottish league, where it's mm-hmm. just one team every year. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's basically like they're all working together, like colluding and. Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, you look at Everton this year, they've got a great show. So, and I love to see that, like different teams winning it. You know what I mean? Like, I love yeah. Leicester winning it. It was, it's exciting, yeah. isn't it? And it's good. It gives anyone hope, doesn't it? So, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have, you, yeah, I mean, you're quite, you wouldn't have uh, seasons like Leicester season if that in place because it would be the same teams winning it. That's you know, watching them. Saying if there's only eight, realistically, I mean, and then I what chance have we got going up if then we've got a, a player playoffs with the city? You know what I mean? It just it's not it's not. A... No, it's just it was just it was a pants package, and like I can't believe some teams even like backed it. But yeah, just just a quick one on that on that sort of potential playoff game as well before we move on. Alex, you're a rugby fan as well, so you think about that million pound game. How often is it that the Super League side wins that game? Um, it happen quite regularly. Well, 
See, see, that's a difficult one because the million pound game produced like quite a bit of drama. The sort of one that springs to mind, where uh, yeah, now Hull FC player Josh Griffin um, dumped uh, KR in the sort of the last seconds. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, mate. I, I, I'm not a fan. I'm like. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, if, yeah. if you've got relegated, you got relegated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. That's it, you see, because you think, you feel like the argument, the argument there is that that side who's getting relegated, you think about sort of the, the, the culture we had at the club when we went yeah. down last season, Hull City. Those relegated sides might be, you know, having that sort of onset of uh, a mm. real low negativity, but then they've got, they've got one chance at the end to just sort of be yeah. jammy and get away with it again. And you can imagine, like your West Ham's or whoever, just doing that every single season, uh, and it's just not, you know, nothing let's really coming say, of like, it. Let's say you're uh, yeah. with like four games to go. You're not gonna get, you're not gonna sort of, um, you don't, you don't got a chance of getting out of it. You could rest your key players, couldn't you? Um, and like the other team, obviously, yeah. will be like gunning for a playoff spot, giving it their all, and probably comes to the game knackered. So yeah, I don't agree with it. Yeah, well. Well, you imagine sort of Fulham last season, you know, who came through the playoffs. Brentford were definitely the side yeah. who were the favourites by many. And then Fulham managed to produce a bit of drama and, and go up. And th- th- that sort of story, that, that late surge, wouldn't really happen, would it? Because by the time they get that, like you said, they'll, they'll be tied out and the Premier League side will have the resources in the squad yeah. to, to sort of deal thank, with it. Thank God um, common sense right. has prevailed um, and, and it hasn't gone through. Yeah. Well, hopefully then the, the money still is there for Hull City and we can, I mean, we've, we've run the club pretty well anyway uh, in terms of the financial sort of side of it. Uh, not so much in other aspects as we can see, but, but the, the financial side of things, we seem to be relatively sound anyway with a lot of player sales. So we've at, at least protected the long-term uh, well-being of the, of the club financially. So hopefully uh, there is a bit of a cash injection as well and we can sort of, Carry yeah, on definitely. benefiting from that. So yeah, so I move on to the Twitter. Yeah, so yeah, uh, our vote for um, which Dawson was the most successful was an over over sort of um, a, a, a major majority in favour of uh, club legend Andy Dawson. There was only ever going to be one winner there, I think. We received 159 yeah. votes. Yeah. Like unbelievable response. So thank you to everyone that voted. Uh, yeah, Scott, can oh, I yeah, ask you agree with that opinion? The question is, which Dawson, uh, Andy, or Michael was the, had the most success with us at Hull City? Yeah, you'd have to go with um, Andy Dawson, like you say, when a club legend, bit of a, a bit like an Ian Ashby when he really would came came through right uh, from sort of. The lower leagues to uh, all them promotions up to the Premier League, so you would have, you would have to go with him. However, Michael Dawson was, I did thought, was a great player for us when we, when he was playing in that back three with uh, Curtis Davies, wasn't it? And um, yeah, and Chester yeah, in that back three, and... that was it. Yeah, Chester D- uh, Dawson and uh, Davies, wasn't it? Real solid back three. So, but yeah, you'd have to go with Andy Dawson. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, um, how do you want to do the the letter E then, um, John? What? Shall I read out all the Twitter ones, or shall I give um, shall I give you guys the run first? Because um, I've got quite a few. 
Yeah, have you got one, Scott? Yeah, I've, I've got a few written down because, uh, yeah, would you give me the memo? So I've got, yeah, I've got a few written down. Let's go with Scott first, shall we, John? Love it. Um, yeah. Yeah, go with old guest. Yeah, so, uh, what, just do you one name, is it? Yeah, give us one and then we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, go we'll for one. Um, I've got uh, probably one of my favourite players, um, El Mohamedy. You like it. Like yeah. it. So Elmer, uh, what have we got here? 191 appearances, uh, 10 goals. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah so talk through it, Scott. <laughs> why, why, why Elmer? Um, why is he one of your favourite players? What's that? Sorry. What? Oh, why is he one of your favourite? Oh, just um, yeah. I just loved him when he uh, under Bruce and obviously in that back five wing back role on it always. Um, I just, yeah, really enjoyed watching him play. Yeah. Came to was in the yeah. championship the first season when I remember he scored a goal uh, where it leads to me. I was at that game. Yeah. Scored a goal Scott... where it leads and where we won at Ellen Road, yeah. So. He had a bit of personality as well, didn't he, Scott? Like with his dancing and, and all that and his yeah, like, kissing yeah. the camera and all that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, the little dance when uh, we was waiting. It was, was it, it was, we was waiting for Leeds to score. We wanted Leeds to score, actually, didn't we? That was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did. loved it. Yeah. yeah, and he's all dancing and kissing the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved yeah. that, mate. Loved it. We, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that, um, like, we like we like the players that are showing a bit of personality. So Emmanuel's interview was like he was quite like he didn't just say like the same as what every other player says. Do you know what I mean? It was a bit different. And then then when we signed Regan Slater, like he was like, oh, what do you know about Hull? And like. A lot of players would have like made some up, like, oh, you know, a good team, been in the Prem, you know, sleeping giant. But he just went, oh, well, uh, the army scored a goal to, to stop Sheffield Wednesday going up. So, like, they're, they're legends. I was like, yeah, do you know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah, that's what you want in it. Yeah. 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 Who, who else you got, Scott? I'll go for one that you, you probably have if you've got the Twitter things, but um, I've got a player called. Another one, um, Omar El Abdelawi. Is, is that what you say it? El Abdelawi. Yeah. yeah, I think so, mate. El Abdelawi. Yeah, yeah. He was a right. He was a right back. Well, he didn't really play much for us, though, did he? But I remember he was like sort of backup to Elmer. When he had, I think he might have made, I don't know, maybe ten appearances or something like that off the top of my head. Like, but he was on loan, wasn't he? Yeah, you, you nearly right. I think he was on loan. Eight. I'm sure. But yeah, eight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that yeah, was not really much to say. Really, can't really remember much of it. Just signing him, thinking, oh, we might be all right because we had that. I'm not actually sure what nationality it was, but we had that thing of signing lots of white Egyptians and that, didn't we? Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah I'm not, not, not sure what nationality it was. Do you, I, have you got that down? Or? Yeah, I've got that down. Um, I'm going to shout out to we've got a follower called Norwegian Tiger. Um, He's, he quali- I don't know if he was born in Norway, but he qu- he qualified for Norway internationally. Um, oh, did he? Yeah, he can't be. He can't be not sure. That's not a Norwegian name, is it? <laughs> Maybe it was Good parents thing. or something. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it, though, does it? <laughs> <laughs> we had another player from Norway as well. Um, um, Trump. Uh, I can't remember who it was. I know I had Diamonde. Diamonde. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I was like, the- Diamonde. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> but yeah, a very memorable name, El Abdullahi, isn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
any more than Scott? Um, yeah, I've got quite a few actually. Uh, uh, Avranda. Yeah, Evandra. Avranda. Yeah, Evandra. Yeah, yeah. Good. Play. Well, didn't do much for us, did he? But I always thought he had that bit of uh, that bit of quality, which is a bit of a shame with his injuries, wasn't it? Really. Yeah, he just injured and not really fit, was he? Um, a lot. Yeah, he but missed I think a lot of games. Been, if he had been fit, but yeah, if he had been fit, he'd have been a good player for us. Definitely had yeah. talent. He was a bit like he was an attacking midfielder, but he sort of played that. He almost played like a CDM, but in that attacking thing, in that attacking side, he sort of tried to break the play down a little bit before he could get going. And I quite like the sort of pressing and tenacity of him. Really, I thought he was always made maybe a, a better CDM uh, just by the way he was getting around the pitch a yeah. little bit. But yeah, yeah quite I like think the best Brazilian we've ever had after yeah. Gia. Indeed. <laughs> Yeah, go on, Scott. Any more? Yeah, um, I have got. Also, I've got John. John here. Oh yeah, John here. Yeah. E E Y R. Yeah, 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 yeah. John here. Fifty-two appearances, thirteen goals. He's currently the the kit man for the first team. Love that. So he's staying around the club. Love that. Yeah, yeah. It's a while ago. What was that you were talking, mate? 20 years ago there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what, what this place was, but you're talking a good 20 years ago, I think, aren't we? Yeah, we were, we were young, yeah. Yeah, I him when uh, going, to, going down to Boothry and seeing him up yeah, front, yeah. yeah, definitely. Sure. Well, uh, I'll just in with one, if you don't mind, uh, fellas. I've got, um, I'm going to go with my all-time, well, one of my favourite all-time Hull City players uh, when, I, when we spoke. Uh, on the first episode, yeah. Stuart Elliott, of course, um, 193 goals. Uh, sorry, not 193 yeah. goals. Why would have been even more of a legend? 193 appearances yeah. with 65 goals. It felt like he scored 193 in that League One season when he absolutely ripped it. Um, he had that classic yeah. celebration, a little cartwheel. Um, and he um, was a Northern Ireland international as well. Probably probably the best Northern Ireland, Northern Irish international we've, we've had. Uh, and they were actually, he was actually one of two Stuart Elliots that made appearances for the club. And the other Stuart Elliot had only made uh, three appearances on loan uh, quite a little bit before his time. Three appearances, zero goals. So not a very memorable one. The, the, the Stuart Elliot I'm talking about, slightly more memorable. Always had that quality. I think Sunderland were chasing him at one point for a transfer and left us in around 2008 uh, for Doncaster. But a club legend... And uh, a delight to watch, especially sort of being that left left sided player myself. Yeah, quality. definitely a role model. Um, I've got a really good fact about Stuart Elliott. Do you want to? Yeah, you ready for it? So, Stuart Elliott is is a born again Christian, um, and there's three born again Christian churches uh, in the United Kingdom, and the three born again Christian churches. Happened to be where he played football, so where he started at Glen Torren, uh, which is like Northern Ireland, uh, is uh, Belfast, uh, where the church yeah. is, and then he moved to Motherwell in Scotland, where there was another born again Christian church, and then he moved to Hull, um, where the the third born again Christian church is. Yeah, so his his football career Amazing. coincided with his religion. Yeah, yeah, amazing. 
Good to hear. Shall I just mop up the rest? Else we got there, Alex? Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's go for it. So, the popular one was Keith Edwards. Shout out to Mark Spite, John Cartledge, and Sir Charlie Palmer on Twitter, who all went with Keith. Um, uh, Keith, nice. 178 appearances, six goals, I think. I think I've got that. No, 132, 57. John, have you got the goals for Keith Edwards? I haven't. No, I have, uh, I've, I've missed that yeah. one. Well done to the guys um, for pointing out Keith Edwards. Was it Matt or Mike Edwards? I think Matt. Mark. It was a Mark, yeah. Mark Edwards, wasn't it? He was a yeah. right back. Mike Edwards. I'm trying. I'm a bit confused now. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing him. Uh, he was a right back, yeah, wasn't he? Um, and it, it's Mike Mike Edwards. Mike Edwards. Um, yeah. Sure, it was. Yeah, Mike Mike Edwards, and he, uh, he was the defender. But I remember going to see him. I don't know why I said Mark Edwards. Uh, I think I was maybe thinking Mike Greaves being a defender. But yeah, Mike Edwards. Um, I, and Hesel, I believe yeah. he was from Hull. Uh, yeah, so Mike Edwards, yeah, former Hull City player. I remember getting a photograph of him actually when I was uh, when I went down to Boothry Park when I was a bit younger. Yeah. Photograph somewhere, my dad's probably got it. So I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna give a yeah. shout out to Zach from Twitter now as well, who care who was who um, put a comment with Elliot, Stuart Elliot, Evandra, Tom Eaves, uh, Elmer, uh, Kevin Ellison, who um, Kevin Ellison. yeah. Forgot about that one. He lasted yeah, yeah, forever in the football league, didn't he? He's a Newport. Is he Clist? Is he crazy? Oh, my he, word. He, he was, he was he old was, then. But, I mean, fair play. Like he, he did his best, didn't he? But he was shocking, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he was shocking. <laughs> he, he tried his hardest. He was honest. He was honest. Yeah. Like, you like a good honest player, don't you, Alex? You know what I mean? One of the most natural, you know, gifted of footballers. But, you know, credit to the guy. He keeps himself fit. You know what I mean? He's still playing league football. And um, he did it. He did. He did. I can't believe it. I tweeted, it still I looks exactly. He's EFL legend and he, he likes it. So, like, I hope, I hope he's not listening, Scott. And, like, you're off. <laughs> 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 Do you know the only reason? The only, Can the you imagine, Scott? Scott? I remember. I can't remember what game it went to, man. He, he was losing, and he and he sort of got the ball, and he was like twelve yards out, and he just needed, and he just absolutely skied it. And I was like, oh god. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, fair, but he did his best, didn't he? He did his best. You can't argue with that. Yeah. There you go, Kevin yeah. Ellison. If you're listening, at least you did your best. Um, yeah, Corey Evans again by Zach. Um, uh, Danny East and uh, Danny Emerton, I think both Danny's uh, didn't didn't make an appearance for Hull, but I think they're both played yeah. therapy, so um, local. Uh, and a shout out to James, yeah, Lockley, yeah. who um, from Twitter again, who, who made a claim that Matt Edison was our youngest ever player. So um, and doing a little bit of research, it seems ah. to be that's probably true. Um, Potentially, we may have played some some fairly young players. Remember when Slutsky um, played played a quite young team against Doncaster in the cup? Um, but I think Doncaster, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Well done, James Lockwood, for that. Um, shout out to Norwegian Tiger, nice. who um, 
came up with the El Abdullahi shout, um, put the Norway flag. Um, so yeah, so Norwegian Tiger got a bit of a claim yeah. there. Shout out to JV79 well, who said Roland Edge. Um, shout out to everyone who answered on Twitter. Um, so Charlie Palmer as well, um, who also came up with Lee Ellington as a shout. Tom Devereux um, and uh, Benedict who all said Stuart Elliott, Hull City AFC Joe, who said Evandro, Elmer, who Scott, your favourite, shared by Hull City Australia, and Jamie Turnbull, uh, Corey Evans, who were mentioned by Bobby uh, Hadcraft, and again, Sir Charlie Palmer. So, really enjoyed all the participation here. Um, yeah. yeah, thanks, everyone. Yeah, definitely. Really appreciate it was, the, uh, I really spotlight. enjoyed watching the comments roll in. So, bring that on again. Yeah, I love that. I didn't, I, I didn't even have to come up with any of my own. Yes, I asked. Why should I? Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Right, well, I think a really good poll for uh, for, for the next one, uh, for, for this week's sort of Twitter poll, I think, one. But, um, yeah, thinking about um, the letter E, just to finish on, on, you said, Tom Eves. Five goals, 40 appearances. He needs to really improve yeah, on that, doesn't yeah, he, Scott? Yeah, um... To be fair, last uh, season I thought got a bit sick in it, and uh, and I thought it was a bit unjust at first because I, I I saw him and I thought you know what, he has got something. I, I thought yeah he, he held it quite. I thought he got and, and I just I think this is to be fair. I didn't think that four three. And I know that's obviously what we're going to be playing this season, but um, yeah, I mean hopefully hopefully you can find the form he had for uh, drilling gun, but. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing seeing how he gets on, but I think we I just think, need to play, um, through, to play through play through strengths a little. Yeah, it was a bit. You know what I mean? I think. Um, yeah. No, you go on. Yeah, I feel like a. a sorry, Alex. Uh, I feel like a four-two-three-one is something that might suit him a little bit more. I know it's a very very similar shape, almost like a, a four-three-three sort of yeah. invention, anyway. But a four-two-three-one would just allow that that ten to just run off him and and just link him up a bit more because yeah, the, you know four-three-three. If those wingers are marked on the game or, or whatnot, it's just him sort of trying to get into the box yeah. and do something where yeah, isolated, yeah. isn't he? So yeah, maybe four-two-three-one gives the place yeah, and think, uh, room around him. He, I think just his first touch let him lets him down a bit at the championship level because um, you need that first touch has to be so right to give yourself the space. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, again we were struggling as a side so to pin out individual players was I think harsh really last season because like as a team, you know they was all pretty poor. So um, I think everyone would have struggled. Yeah. But yeah, yeah Eve's this this season. Hopefully, when he gets fit, uh, it'd be nice to see him on it. And and he did have that. Um, he did have that. Yeah, uh, I went to the I went to the Rotherham away. I can't remember. Can't remember the score. We won comfortably, but he got hat trick, didn't he? And yeah, he got hat trick against Rotherham, and obviously that's the sort of you know level he's going to be playing this season, isn't it? So yeah, hopefully he can. Hopefully he'll get a feel for us. Yeah, yeah. definitely good for his confidence as well. Yeah. One more from the current squad as well. Um, yeah, Emmanuel in it right then. Cameron Wilson, who's been like a really good signing. Yeah, discussed at length. Yeah. What do you think, Sir Scott? Emmanuel top signing. Emmanuel, yeah, yeah, he looks he looks quality to be fair, doesn't he? He was the one who um 
yeah, when I watched the, uh, the first game of the season, I thought he looks he, he looks good in like he's he's athletic and he uh, yeah. defends well and you know gets up and down the pitch. So although although we've got, I was excited about Coyle because obviously we got Tommy and that he's loved in all and I'm a big boxing fan. And I thought I'll get him with you know old lad, but you, you can't you can't put him in over Emmanuel after the performances he's had this so far, can you really? Uh, yeah, going to have to try and find a, a way to get him into the team. Uh, Coyle probably more than Emmanuel and, and accommodate Emmanuel's good form. So, yeah, if, if he obviously doesn't see fit, he'll have to stay on the bench and, and sort of try and bide his time yes. a little bit. But, yeah, definitely. Right, well, I think that takes us to the end of our show, guys. So, thank you very much, Scott, for joining yeah. us this week. You enjoyed Thanks it? Thanks for having us on, lads. Yeah, yeah it's been really enjoyed it. It's been good. Brilliant. Uh, thanks again, Alex, for, for obviously all the work that you're doing on the Twitter, doing a great job with that and yeah, getting all of the thank you very much. Yeah, thank, yeah, as thank well. you, Scott, for joining us. And uh, yeah, it's been really good to have you on and to have your insight. And um, yeah, really, like like you said, John, thank you to all all the people participating. We just need five more followers um, to hit 100 on Twitter, which, you know, after just you know, a handful of episodes is, is quite, um, quite, you know, humbling really and, and refreshing. So, you know, hopefully we're having like a, you know, good influence um, and uh, hopefully, you know, everyone's enjoying yeah. it. But again, we're welcome to feedback, aren't we? So. Yeah, definitely. And, and of course, we'll obviously Scott's our first guest. We'll, we'll be looking to expand and get more people on the show. So if you've, you know, got uh, something to say as well, all things Hull City, then be sure to get yeah, in touch with us via Twitter and we'll see what we can do. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. All right then, guys. Thanks very much. And we'll obviously watch the next two games, hopefully with, with two wins. Yeah, and thank you very much. And we'll, we'll speak next week. Holy fools rushing like falling in love with you. Podcast Network.